Hello, this is Steph Reed, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Autism Spectrum Teacher podcast, where I'm going to be sharing some success stories of the power of using visual resources to enhance understanding. I work with different schools as a specialist teacher to improve outcomes for children with autism and related needs through upskilling staff and developing the environment so it really promotes and enhances communication, independence and general progress. And I have more information on my website, autismspectrumteacher.com. And one of the ways we can really enhance the environment and children's understanding is through the use of visual resources. And by visual resources, I mean anything from pictures to photos, to symbols, to physical objects, anything that when it's paired with a word really enhances meaning. So an example of using and not using visuals to enhance meaning would be asking the question, do you want an apple or pear? Now, I could ask that with no visual resource, or I could ask that by having the apple and the pear in each hand. That way I'd be matching the word with the object or by having a picture or photo of the apple and pear, which would also enhance understanding of what those words mean. And this can really help a child's understanding of the question, as well as to really focus their attention on the question and additionally help to develop language because the adult is modeling the vocabulary in context. Using visual resources to enhance understanding and develop language and communication can make such a difference and can even mean the difference of preventing challenging behavior because the child's understanding is enhanced. For example, if a child is asked a question and either does not understand the question or the choice is given to them, they may therefore walk away or not answer or perhaps repeat the last choice that was given, or even hit out because they want you to go away. And I've seen this time and time again in my experience of being a teacher, perhaps when I've given an instruction or given an, a choice, and the child hasn't responded in the way that I had hoped. And a lot of the time it came down to their understanding of that instruction or the question. And by enhancing that understanding through visuals, it can really ensure that the child is given that opportunity to understand and to communicate. So I wanted to give you some examples of where using visual resources in my experience of being a teacher has been so powerful and profound for a child. And this has taught me so much about the power of using visual resources and the impact for children with communication difficulties or multilingual children I therefore always use something visual when I'm teaching or giving instructions. So I'm gonna share with you some of my success stories, but first of all, here's the intro. And here's your host, my favorite teacher, Steph Reed. So my first success story is one of my experiences that taught me very early on the power of using visual resources. It was from around 2007, 2008 when I was 
working as a support assistant, I was supporting autistic children either one-to-one or in small groups. And this one child I supported very closely, he was in nursery at the time, and he was using the toilet, sitting down. And the toilets in nursery are very small. And he was getting bigger. And so having conversations with the parents, we decided we would teach him to stand up. And this was very challenging, trying to show him to wee into the toilet. And I, was, I would stand behind him and point and, and say, wee in the toilet. And this was clearly not working at all. And the child had a visual timetable with symbols and he used this throughout the day making transitions or when I was giving him a choice. And the one that we had for the toilet was just a toilet. And we found a symbol of a kind of like a stick person standing in front of the toilet. So I used that and this didn't really make any difference. And thinking about it now, of course it didn't. It's just showing a stick person standing in front of the toilet. So eventually I drew a some wee, a yellow line going into the toilet and showed this to the child. And that day he weed into the toilet. And I really believe that that visual really helped him and his understanding in terms of what to do. I already knew that he took things very literally and quite often children with autism do take things literally. And I really believe that that visual really helped to explain what to do. So this was a really important experience for me, especially in showing me the importance of using visuals, but also the importance of making sure those visuals or symbols are meaningful and clear. The first symbol I used with the stick person in front of the toilet didn't actually mean anything. It was literally what he was doing anyway. He was standing in front of the toilet. By adding, in this case, some extra detail, or sometimes you really have to make it a photo of the exact toilet or the exact object you're using. All that matters really is the understanding of that particular child. And this will change depending on the child you're supporting. So we really have to adapt and be flexible. And if something's not working, have a look at the situation and think about that child's understanding of the situation. What can we use that's visual to help that child to understand what they need to do? And that might be by adapting the visual resources we're using or even using a visual resource where you aren't. Teachers and teaching assistants, do you want to feel really prepared and equipped to meet the diverse needs in your class? Do you want to effectively manage, de-escalate and minimise behaviour that's challenging? Do you want to confidently and effectively lead your team in the classroom to maximise impact? Or do you want to stop spending lots of time looking for resources and strategies 
then I'm here to help. Autism for Teachers is an accessible anytime online training course designed to help teachers and teaching assistants meet the holistic needs of autistic children and young people. After consulting in lots of different schools as an autism specialist teacher and advising hundreds of teachers and school leaders on high quality autism provision and practice, I've put together Autism for Teachers to give you an easy and accessible way of gaining the practical strategies and resources that are going to help you effectively support autistic children's learning. Expand your knowledge of autism, developing communication, supporting sensory processing, emotional regulation, behavior, and social interaction with a comprehensive resource base of bite-sized videos featuring lots of practical ways that you can help and support children's learning, progress, and well-being. Perfect for busy teachers. You can gain a toolbox of evidence-based strategies and skills, as well as downloadable resources such as visual support, like timetables or editable documents like behaviour support plans or classroom organisation. We also have packages for schools. Come and join now at autismspectrumteacher.com to get started straight away. Okay, here's another success story. This example really showed me the power of using visual resources to support communication and ensuring that they're accessible. This is an example of when I was teaching a class of autistic children and one of the focuses was teaching the concept of like and don't like. And... I was doing this throughout the day by modeling that language in context and using a visual resource to enhance the meaning. So I had lollipop sticks. I had a lollipop stick and a symbol for like, and on the other side, a symbol for don't like. So throughout the day, if I could see that a child was really obviously liking something, perhaps something they were eating or something they were playing with, I would show them the like symbol and say, oh, you like whatever it is. You like the sandwich. You like building. If the child was showing that they really didn't like something by pushing it away or by not wanting a specific food, I would show them the don't like symbol and say, you don't like this or you don't like the tomato gradually over time of modeling that language in context, which is so important, I would pose a question alongside the visual as well. So I would have my lollipop stick with the like and don't like, and I would say, whilst the child is doing something, do you like or don't like? And then perhaps if that child fully understood the concept, they could say, I like this or I don't like or point at the symbol and this was really great to see when children start to understand the concept and they start to use that language I like building or I don't like and I clearly remember the first time one child 
said I don't like in context for the first time and it was something that we all knew that he didn't like to eat he said I don't like and for him to be able to use that language that he hadn't used before was really really incredible and powerful and furthermore I kept these lollipop sticks with the like and don't like symbols in a plastic pouch near my desk so it was easy access for me but also I learned it was easy access for the children and there was one day I was doing a lesson and a child got up from her seat walked around the table went to that plastic wallet took out the the visual and said I don't like that it was something she was doing and we had never heard her say I don't like before she would say no she would get very upset she might even scratch you so for her to be able to say I don't like was extremely important for her and having access to that visual for don't like really helped her to express herself and to say she doesn't like and after that day she used that language in context and I really believe that using those visual resources and for her to have access to them really helped to develop her understanding of the concept of like and don't like and to be able to use the language to express herself in a way that was appropriate and clear to the adults around her. And clearly this helped with her emotional regulation as well because it meant that that behavior did not escalate to challenging behavior because she could effectively communicate her feelings. It is really important to ensure that anything that can enhance a child's communication and interaction is available and accessible in the classroom or perhaps at home by having those visual prompts available. In the classroom, a table is a good place to have some immediate visual supports that would help a specific child. So for example, maybe if it would help a child to have a toilet visual or immediate access to prompt the child to ask for something specific to their needs, maybe a sensory resource to help them to calm down or to have a break, to have it right there on their table is going to help their immediate access to that prompt or that vocabulary. It could be on the door or it could be on the wall, somewhere that's going to be accessible and will really help to prompt that child to either use that vocabulary or perhaps they're going to point to the picture or give you the picture depending on what's best for them but will enhance that communication. Are you a parent or carer looking for ways to help your child's development? Are you looking to upskill your own knowledge to help you better advocate for your child? There is a lot of information out there and I certainly know it can feel very overwhelming trying to navigate it all to find ways that are really going to help your child and their progress. 
Autism for Parents is an accessible anytime online course full of bite-sized videos and downloadable resources, giving you lots of practical ways and tips that you can help your child in the areas of developing communication, sensory needs, behavior, emotional regulation, transitions and social interaction. I'm also offering further personalized support with myself, Steph Reed, an autism specialist teacher and consultant to help you identify tailored ways to help your child. Come and join now at autismspectrumteacher.com. Another success story is the use of visuals to support transitions by using a now and next board. And a now and next board is a board where either a picture, photo or symbol of the immediate activity or task is placed on the now side. And then the next task or activity is on the next side. So this gives an immediate visual prompt of what the child will be doing now and what the child will be doing next, which supports their understanding of those of what they're doing as well as to prepare for what's coming next. Now I've taught many different children who have really benefited from having visual transition supports and seeing the difference of those much smoother transitions when it's used consistently because it's really helping their understanding. But a particular child I'm thinking about who when he came to my class was just not transitioning at all or not taking part in activities or tasks to even get him to do something for a few seconds was incredibly challenging but being really consistent with this strategy and using very clear time time scales with the use of a sand timer so for example doing a puzzle and having a puzzle symbol on the now side and then followed by painting and a symbol of painting on the next side using a sand timer to clearly show him that there's five minutes of the puzzle and then the same thing when we're doing painting five minutes ensuring that those visual supports used consistently really helped his understanding and for him to be able to engage and interact with those tasks and activities. And over time, we were able to extend the activities that he was doing, widen the range of activities he was engaging in. To help keep him motivated and engaged, we would ensure we used his interests this would feature regularly in his timetable and also as well as the activities and tasks we were planning for him would feature some of his favorite things. Ensuring that consistency that we were being consistent with the use of those transition supports, the now and next board, the sand timers, we saw a huge reduction in his challenging behavior. We saw an increase in his spontaneous communication he's nonverbal so he would point or vocalize and his engagement in the learning 
increased so much to the point that he went from not engaging, not taking part, to being able to engage in different types of learning activities throughout the day. And this included 30 minute lessons. Of course, I needed to make sure that those lessons were visually broken down. So for example, when I was doing a science lesson, I would make sure that the parts of the lesson were visually broken down into symbols. So for example, it would have maybe a picture of the whiteboard. We would do the starter on the whiteboard and then maybe an experiment. So I'd have the picture of the experiment. And then at the end, maybe it would finish with looking at videos of the children doing the experiment. So I would have that on the timetable as well. If I didn't have one of those visual images of what would be happening in the lesson, this particular child would not stay at the table. He was very familiar with that system of vis of having the lesson visually broken down that if something didn't appear there then he wasn't going to stay for it but if it was there he would which of course makes so much sense because what else around the environment is telling him how long he needs to stay at the table or or take part in the lesson somebody could tell him but actually this is a child who has communication difficulties where perhaps that language isn't necessarily meaningful or as meaningful as having that lesson broken down visually. So again, this showed me the importance of ensuring that every lesson I do is broken down visually. Each part of the lesson is broken down and there is a clear beginning and end. So the children know exactly what's going to come up. I think I'll have to record another one of these episodes or maybe even quite a few, because I've got a lot of different experiences and examples that really highlight the importance of using different strategies that actually don't just benefit autistic children, but benefit all the children. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found that interesting or you you took something away from that and can perhaps even apply it to the support you're giving to your child or your classroom. My name is Steph Reed and I am an autism specialist teacher. I would love to hear your thoughts about this podcast or this episode. And I would really, really appreciate any reviews that you could leave on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast platform you're listening through. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you can get the next episode straight sent to your device or sent straight to your advice. No, <laughs> sent straight to your device. You can find me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube with the username Steph Reed Autism. So let's connect and also come and join our Facebook group, Autism and Inclusive Teaching, where we're sharing lots of ideas, resources, and supporting each other. Come and join the community. Thank you for listening and have a great day.